0: Since fans continue to give the Cardinals grief for the Matt Carpenter signing, how about we really twist the knife a bit, bring up some other reunions with former Cardinals that could, could happen with our friend Andrew Wang from RedbirdRants.com, all on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there Cardinals fans, I'm J.D. Hafford and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Louvre and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, X at J.D. Sports Radio and at L.O. underscore Cardinals. Uh, we're covering your team every single day here at the Locked On Network. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get your podcast. You can also find us on YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe and comment. That way you're interacting with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every more moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. The Cardinals off season continues uh we're inching our way towards spring training we've got pitchers and catchers reporting and i think it's just 20 days from today and uh joining us for the podcast today from the new news podcast and redbirdrants.com is andrew wang andrew how are you on this rainy crappy day
1: i'm doing pretty good i just got um soaked in the rain walking home so that was a little bit unfortunate but but we're doing okay now we're things are things are doing better
0: now, before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's show, uh, I wanted to do this real quick because I'm very proud of it. Uh ended up scoring this on uh, on eBay, and it arrived today. This is uh, the newest addition to the Lockdown Cardinals studio office that we have here. Let me hold it up for everybody who's on uh, on YouTube. The new Ozzy Smith bobblehead. Now, I think this came out last year, but Ozzy was my favorite uh, Cardinals player growing up, and I I've got like an autographed uh, photo and stuff behind me, uh, but but I love this bobblehead from last year. And uh, now he's going to be added to the uh, little area here behind me. So I haven't even taken him out of the box yet, but uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, who was yours? Just so people get to know you in case they haven't seen you on the Newton news podcast or anything. Who was a guy that you were a, a huge fan of when you were like little Andrew growing up watching the Cardinals?
1: Yeah, oh, well, we might hit on this guy uh, later on in the episode, just a little bit of a, a sneak preview. But um, I'm glad you you said um, back when I was little, because obviously um, Shohei Otani is my guy right now. But um, <laughs> back in the day, um, it was it was Colton Wong, um, second baseman, was with the Cardinals for for quite a long time, um, and it was just really cool seeing someone who has like similar last name to me, same last name in Mandarin, playing on the team that I grew up watching. So. Um, that was really awesome, um, and obviously the the really unfortunate uh, mishap at first base in the World Series. Um, but then he he came back from that really strong, and and he proved to be a really solid player for the Cardinals in the future. I actually got his autograph um, when I was at the game against the Brewers. That Adam Wayne Ryan Yadier Molina broke the all time starts uh, by a battery record, so that was really cool yeah. getting to meet him, and it was super cool of him to um, come out and and. See they hired all the Carl fans who remembered him and kind of recognized that so that was um it's just really cool to uh, experience to have
0: what was it you liked about about Colton as a as a player was it the, the defense the speed what was like your favorite aspect about him on the field
1: oh the defense the defense was always really exciting he always make like some crazy play um there's the glove flip um and then i think there was another game where he like threw the ball like while he was like diving in the, in midair, um, to get the runner at first base, like jumping catches. It was just, it was always a, a show with Colton Wong, uh, in the field.
0: I can imagine, uh, remember if we had an infield of my guy, Ozzy and your guy Colton together, that'd have been a heck of a, uh, infield right up the middle there for the Cardinals. So, uh, I don't know. We'll have to dream about that. Never going to be a reality. But the point of this segment, though, is the fact that it was not Matt Carpenter. That wasn't your favorite growing up. And Matt Carpenter is somebody that uh, we've done a lot of talking about recently because um, fans continue to be, and I'm sure you're picking up on this as well, they just kind of split about their feelings about The return of Matt Carpenter, the Cardinals in 2024. You know, some people they like the move, they understand the move. And then there's others who, you know, I understand their side of it too, where they're like, he's too old. He's not good anymore. They they'd rather see the roster spot that Carp would take up go to somebody who's younger instead of a 38-year-old on the, you know, the back end of his career. Uh, a guy who really struggled with the Cardinals uh, the last couple of seasons. He was in St. Louis, had a tough year last year with San Diego. uh, The last time he did do well was when he was with the Yankees, and outside of Yankee Stadium, he wasn't all that great of a hitter, really, if you go look at the stats. So I'm just curious, what are your thoughts on this reunion with Matt Carpenter? Do you get it? Are you pro the move, or are you just kind of like some of these other people who were like, I I wish they would have gone in a different direction?
1: Yeah. So Matt Carpenter is not, not going to play much at all. He's the 26th man on the roster. He's the fourth bench player right now. And right now you have a bench consisting of Dylan Carlson, Alec Burleson and uh, Yvonne Herrera, who's the backup catcher. So you can't really get rid of, um, get rid of any of those guys. Um, and all of those guys are going to get significant playing time. Like Carlson will, will play in the center field when, if Mason Wayne gets a day off and Tommy Edmonds shifts to shortstop, or um, if, there's just an injury in the outfield. Alec Alec Burleson could take over. He could take over first base. There's a lot of versatility around Brendan Donovan can play all the infield positions can play corner outfield. Tommy Edmond plays center field plays second base and shortstop. So if you call up a young guy like Victor Scott or Thomas JC, who a lot of people want to give playing time to at the major league level, it's just not going to happen um, with that last spot. You saw this last year, the Cardinals, um, offensive core is just so deep that there's going to be a guy on the roster who just doesn't get any playing time at all. We saw that with Taylor Motter, Jose Fermin at some points, and this year that's going to be Matt Carpenter, Um, and he's going to be a leader in the clubhouse. Um, That's something that's been emphasized a lot this offseason, and whether or not that's a discredit to to Goldschmidt Aranato's leadership, um, that remains to be seen. Um, I feel like it should still be okay in the clubhouse. We got Carpenter back, Sonny Gray, Kyle Gibson, and um, Lance Lynn are going to cement the leadership on the pitching side. I'm not too worried about it, um, and when you have to go out and find a guy who is not going to play really at all, you're given a choice between, like, like Jose for me and a guy who no one's really heard of, um, isn't really that relevant of a player and doesn't have that leadership role, or Matt Carpenter, um, a guy who's been in the organization before, is familiar with some of the players and coaches that are still there. It's a pretty easy choice for me.
0: Yeah, and we've uh, heard in different articles that, Arnado Goldschmidt uh they asked for some extra leadership help that uh you know that last year it was it was kind of tough on them to to be the ones that had to carry that uh, as much leadership as they needed to doesn't help that the team wasn't any good so it was even worse for the, for them but uh they they asked Mo if he would go and find some guys that that, that could help him out and uh Matt Carpenter is somebody that when he was here in St. Louis, despite the last two seasons where he wasn't that great offensively, but the team itself won a lot of ball games. I pointed out uh, in a podcast recently that they had less than 85 wins just once while Matt Carpenter was on this team. Granted, he wasn't the only reason why, but he was part of that core that did things the Cardinal way. It's a guy that they're really comfortable with, and you pointed out the 26th man on the roster is is got to be a person that is comfortable with not playing all the time. You know, uh, a guy like uh, Paul DeYoung last year was another guy that was a lot like the, the Jose for or the Taylor Matters or any of these guys that are going to be at the end of the bench. They got to be okay with not being out there all the time. And to put somebody young, like I hated seeing Luke and Baker up on this team last year and just sitting there, you know, it, it drove me nuts. It's like, why do you bring them up? Then let them, continue to hit at Memphis, then if that's what, what you're going to do, you don't want to do that to a young guy. It's pointless. It's going to stunt their growth. They're not going to get any better. They're just going to be sitting around. So you have to find somebody that is okay with that type of situation. And it was clear that Matt Carpenter is okay with that and uh, wanted to be back in St. Louis a lot like Lance Lynn did and Kyle Gibson wanted to be here and Sonny Gray. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, there are people out there who will continue to argue with me about that, but I, you can't make everybody understand what, what the Cardinals are doing all the time. Sometimes we don't even understand it, but it brings me to the article that you put out this morning at redbird where you put out a list of six possible reunions, guys that uh, the, the front office might be targeting at some point in the future, if not, maybe this year, we don't know, but somebody that might end up coming back into a Cardinal uniform at some point. So we're going to get into those next year with Andrew Wang from redwardrance.com on locked on Cardinals. The NFL regular season has wrapped up. We're in playoff time, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. Now the app, if you haven't tried it out yet, very simple, very easy to use, a lot of different ways for you to bet, which makes it even that much more fun. You've got the live same game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab because there are ways that you can bet through this that maybe you haven't even thought of and that's what the explore tab is about they've also got the uh, parlay hub so you're you're thinking about what is the best way for me to put down a parlay bet and really really make some money well that's what the parlay hub is all about you go there and you can see what some of the most popular parlays are and there's probably a good reason why so many people are putting their money down on a bet like that it's the best way to find popular parlays that's available on the app championship weekend in the nfl game one on sunday you got patrick mahomes and the chiefs at the number one seed of baltimore ravens uh likely league mvp lamar jackson on the other side there ravens favored by three and a half game two you got the lions at the san francisco 49ers niners the number one seed they got mvp candidates and brock purdy and christian mccaffrey niners are favored by seven in that one we don't know the status of uh Debo Samuel just yet, but there's a possibility he doesn't play. Packers played him pretty tough last week. So visit fanduelcom slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Fanduel, the official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Again, thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. You can leave your comments on YouTube as well as on Twitter. X anytime you want feedback. Always welcome. Always encouraged. We got Andrew Wang. From RedbirdRants.com, joining us here today. You can follow him on Twitter X. <clears throat> excuse me, Andrew underscore wing 7 on Twitter X. And, of course, you can find him and uh, our buddy Josh Jacobs and company at the New News Podcast. So uh, let's get into the article that you posted uh, this morning about some possible reunions down the road for the Cardinals and some former players. Uh, we're going to start with a, a guy – that I, I honestly I don't know a person that says no we never want to see this guy in a Cardinal uniform again and that would be Jordan Montgomery what are your thoughts on Jordan Montgomery Andrew
1: yeah so Jordan Montgomery um we traded him to the Rangers of the deadline uh this season because he's an impending free agent uh got back a pretty good haul of prospects in return for him uh, but he really performed well in Texas, uh, led them to a World Series title, was one of the key contributors to that um, team. And now he's looking for a really expensive deal. And that's kind of where this reunion uh, might fall apart a little bit. Um, I would be really excited to have him back. I think we need another starter that's better than Miles Michaelis, Steven Matz, Kyle Gibson, and Lance Lynn to like pair with Sonny Gray on the in the postseason. Um, having Sonny Gray and Jordan Montgomery back to back in the playoffs would be really scary. Um, so I'm all for it. Um, I think it might be a little bit expensive though. Um, and the front office, um, and ownership has kind of shut down any ideas of signing another free agent starting pitcher. Um, and Montgomery's kind of the last one left other than Blake Snell, who, who's a guy I'm not too keen on spending what he's asking for either. So, um, I would be really interested if the, if the front office wanted to stretch the budget and ownership allows that um, to really go all in on a guy like Jordan Montgomery, I just don't know if it's going to happen. And right now it's looking like that's probably not the case.
0: Yeah, one of the arguments that I made for, because like you mentioned that the, the, the team, the front office seems to be hesitant to give a long-term contract to to any pitcher. It's an, it's not just Jordan Montgomery or Blake, Stout, just anybody. They're just not willing to do that right now. And I, I brought up the argument where, like, let's pretend things went better last year. Jordan Montgomery was still on your team. You didn't you didn't trade him. Wouldn't the Cardinals be trying to extend him or sign him to a big contract anyway? So if there was a guy that you were gonna go seven years and a hundred something million dollars for, it would be that guy. It would be Jordan Montgomery, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> there were talks that they were going to look to extend him um, instead of Miles Michaelis. I wish that that had been the case and we could have traded (laughs) michael somewhere else like i'm sorry but um the Michaelis deal isn't looking as as promising as as once uh as it once did um earlier last like april so um he's probably gonna go get paid somewhere else unfortunately Um, i've heard the angels red Sox. i think the yankees and and rangers are all possibilities for him and i mean i'll be happy for him uh, that he gets paid but um i really really want ownership to open up just a little bit. So we get that one last starter to make us like true contenders.
0: Yeah. It feels like that they're, they're doing the Cardinal thing where, well, let's just see where we're at. And then if there's something available at the deadline, then now we have wiggle room to go out and get somebody like that. So I'm not holding my breath at, uh, Jordan's going to be coming back to St. Louis anytime soon. Now we know bullpen is also an issue and that seems to be where their focus is right now. It seems kind of like they've moved on from the starting rotation, no matter how much we whine about it. And the bullpen is a spot that they, they could add. And Mo continues to say that they they haven't shut the door on adding another arm yet. Uh, what about an arm that used to be here? You know, him, I know him. He was on your guys's charity podcast. Great guy. Former closer for the Cardinals, Trevor Rosenthal. What For those of you who don't know, what's Trevor Rosenthal been up to, and is he healthy, Andrew? Is this something that could happen sooner rather than later?
1: Yeah, so Trevor Rosenthal hasn't pitched in Major League Baseball since the 2020 covid shortened season, but in that year he was really good, 23 um, appearances to a 1.90 ERA. Um, I think the Royals signed him on a prove-it deal, and then they traded him to San Diego at the deadline, Um, and he actually closed the door on the Cardinals in the playoffs that year. Most people don't remember that. I don't like to think about it, but um, (laughs) it wasn't wasn't a great memory of mine. Um, But he was really good um, and signed a a pretty big one-year deal with Oakland, I believe, and then he got hurt, never pitched for them. Um, And then he signed with, like, the Brewers um, on a one-year deal again season ended due to injury never made a made an appearance on a major league mound and then last year signed a minor league contract with the Detroit Tigers and within like two appearances or something he tore his UCL had to get a second Tommy John surgery so it's just been a really ser- uh, unfortunate like series of events for for Rosenthal but like the last time we saw him he was still really good he still has the velocity that that we know and love from from back in the day and um, we talked to him, he's rehabbing his, his elbow. Um, it's a second time, so he's he's more comfortable like he knows how, how the process goes. Um, and he's working hard to try to try to make it back. And we asked him kind of jokingly kind of not if he would be interested in a reunion. And he said that as soon as um, the Cardinals had signed Lance Lynn and brought back Descalso as the bench coach, he texted Ollie Marmol um, who he was like close with at some point in the Cardinals organization um and was like hey do you want to get the band back together so he is definitely open to to a reunion in st louis and i mean he just signed a minor league deal with the tigers and it didn't work out so i can't see him getting a major league contract he's going to have to prove it on a minor league deal which is like not going to cost the cardinals anything so i don't see any downside to to giving an offer to trevor rosenthal we still have another bullpen slot open and if he is healthy by summer and is able to provide uh, even a fraction of what he did, even in 2020, where he was really, really good with the Royals and the Padres, then we could have a really cheap arm back in in the bullpen, giving us some of that veteran leadership. And there's really no reason not to do it because if he's still hurt, then you can just cut him and you didn't waste any money because it's a minor league contract. And if he's yeah. really good, then then he's really good. And you got a guy in your bullpen that, that'll be – That'll be good um, for the playoffs in high leverage situations. And having prime Trevor Rosenthal back doesn't sound all that bad to me. He's only 33 years old. Um, We've seen the Cardinals sign guys who are much older than that um, and give them more money. (laughs) So I don't see why not.
0: Yeah. That's the one thing about Trevor that people might forget. Cause it seems like it was a million years ago that he was on the team, but he's still only 34 years old. So, uh, or going to be 34, 33 now going to be 34 here soon. So, um, Yeah, he's one of those guys, again, and it it wouldn't cost you much, and it would give you a chance to see what he's got in the minor leagues. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So uh, not uh, a risky move whatsoever. Now I want to move on quickly to uh, a guy that we talked about a little bit ago, one of your favorites growing up, if not your favorite all-time, Let's talk about Colton Wong and what he's been up to. Cause honestly, I forgot that he was even a part of the Dodgers roster last year. Uh, I I strictly remembered him as a a brewer and then a Mariner uh, ended up on the Dodgers last year. What's going on with Colton Wong and why would that make sense for this front office to bring him back into the fold at some point?
1: So the Cardinals let Colton Wong go at the end of the 2020 season. It was really sad for me because I bought the Jersey and I never got to watch him play because of the COVID shortened season. Um, But that's that's my own thing. Uh, The Brewers picked him up on a two year deal with, with I think, a player option. Um, and he was a pretty good hitter. He um, posted a 113 OPS plus with the Brewers, which is better than any of the years he had with the Cardinals. Um, His defense slipped a little bit. Um, I think it's not as electric as as we used to see, but I'm I'm sure it's still serviceable. Um, Milwaukee traded him to the Mariners last season, and he was terrible. Um, In 67 games, 216 played appearances, um, hit two home runs, uh, and hit to a 468 OPS, which was good for a 34 OPS plus the Mariners decided to cut ties with him because that was just not playable. That was like Taylor Motter levels of, of not good. And the (laughs) Los Angeles Dodgers, they took a flyer on him and in his very first plate appearance, he hit a home run. So that was fun. Um, but, um, limited playing time for him, 20 games, but he was used mostly as a platoon bat in late innings, um, against right-handed relievers. Um, hit 300, um, 353 on base, 500 slugging for 127 OPS plus. So it was pretty good. Um, the, a lot of hitters go to Seattle and they struggle. Teoscar Hernandez is a guy that the Dodgers just picked up. Um, they they believe they can fix him and and fix some of the flaws that um, came into his offensive game in Seattle. Um, I know they've struggled a lot with hitting, so I wouldn't shock me if – uh, Wong struggles were kind of attributed to some of the Seattle hitting development, or maybe just playing at that park in general. Um, it's a very pitcher friendly park. Um, but honestly, I don't I don't think many teams are going to look at Wong very seriously after um, what he did with Seattle, but he's one year removed from being a solid hitter um, in Milwaukee. 116 OPS plus hitter. Um, so, if he wants to take that last spot, if someone's someone's going to get hurt, right, at some point during the season, so you're going to need at, at some point in the midseason season. Probably going to need to bring in either a younger guy who's not going to get a lot of playing time, maybe Jose Fermin sees more time, or you can pick up Colton Wong on a minor league contract if he's still floating around out there. I think it's a it's a good match. Um, you can use him as a defensive replacement at times. Rest guys who are healthy. Oh, there goes my lights. Um, and <laughs> uh, he he could. Okay, can we cut right there? Sorry, my lights.
0: Are- <laughs> you can go do what you got to do, and
1: if you, there you go. Okay, I got these fancy lights that, that turn off and on um, <laughs> every, like, 40 minutes or this something. This is real
0: life. This is what podcasts are about, man. It's all good. Uh, let me ask you this real quick. If you had a choice between Colton Wong being on the team or Matt Carpenter right now, which one would you choose and try to keep your your bias because you loved him out of it just as far as a, a player on the roster, which one do you think would actually contribute a little more
1: this year? See, it's hard because Matt Carpenter yeah. is not positional flexibility he can play more positions colton Wong is like exclusively a second baseman and we have two of those three of those guys tommy edmund can yeah. play second donovan plays second gorman plays second so um it would be really hard for for colton Wong to get into games so i feel like carpenter just being the 26th man probably makes more sense probably has more of that leadership voice so as much as I love Colton Wong it's probably probably better that we have Carpenter Um, and Wong would probably demand some amount of playing time he's going to be 33 next year Um, I don't think he's got retirement plans soon he probably wants to show that he he has something left in the tank because he was he was good just two years ago so um, I feel like Carpenter makes more sense currently but if if we start to lose players due to injury at some point down the line we might need to call in an old friend
0: and that would be a good one because we all know and love Colton Wong from his time uh, in a Cardinal uniform. So we've got your first three, Jordan Montgomery, Trevor Rosenthal, Colton Wong, in no order of when when they would get added or anything like that. Just That's just the list that we've got going. We've got three more to talk about, and we'll do that next with Andrew Wang from the New News Podcast and redbirdrance.com, right here on Locked on Cardinals. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Again, Andrew Wang from the Newt News Podcast, and. Lifelong Cardinal fan joining us here today talking about uh, his newest article, which is up right now at redwardrance.com. I'll have the uh, article itself linked in the show notes and in the comment section down below on YouTube. So uh, if you want to go check that out and read the entire write up that Andrew has done for uh, this particular article, then uh, we'd love for you to do that. Uh, moving on, we'll uh, go to somebody who was I, I technically was on the roster a bit last year as a coach for a heartbeat. And uh, then decided, you know what, I I don't think I'm ready to do this whole full-time coach thing. And that would be Matt Holliday. Would be no surprise to me if uh, he and the Cardinals decide at some point when the rest of his sons are moving on with their lives and uh, move out of the house that he might decide to come back into the fold with the Cardinals. I think
1: you feel the same way, don't you? Yeah. So Matt Holliday was the bench coach for like a month or so last year before um, he pulled out of that role. He decided he wanted to spend more time with his family, which is completely understandable. Um, he should go enjoy his time. Um, Cardinals Hall of Famer um, legend of, of the franchise. So we completely respect that decision. But um Daniel Descalso has now taken that that bench coach role and we've seen Yadier Molina do something very similar because um, he's prioritizing his family um, and spending time in Puerto Rico. So he's going to be like John Moselock's um, special assistant. I think that's that's the role that he took on. That's what Heim yeah. Bloom took on. They're going to be doing completely different things. Obviously, Heim Bloom's going to be working with like the pitching development. Molina is going to probably try to move into a co- coaching role at some point soon. Um, but I feel like there's no limit on the number of special assistants you can give to John Mazalok. So um, if you want to bring that Holiday back um, into the fold in a role like that, it would be really great. Um, You can see him working with some of the younger hitters, and when he wants to go spend time with his family, he can go do that um, in a part-time role um, and just kind of see what's going on. I, I know he's interested in, in becoming a manager sometime soon, and I, I don't really want to get into the manager drama with the Cardinals <laughs> right now because there's so many different things that could happen with with Marmol yeah. or Molina or Holiday or Stubby Clap at the end of this offseason um, That we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But Holiday um, definitely has a role in this on this team if he wants one. So. Um, he could uh, he could fit really well into a part time role. I feel like.
0: Yeah, and he, he's still a part of the franchise. It's not like uh, any bridges were burned when he decided to step away last year. In fact, he's this offseason he's been working with Matt Carpenter, and I can only assume that he's one of the guys that the Cardinals and Mo talked to to say like, "How are things with Matt? You know, is are things looking up? Are they back? Because that's who we worked with before he took off with the New York Yankees and working with Matt again." probably a good thing all right let's move back to the bullpen for this next one uh a former cardinal from early on most of his career had nothing to do with st louis but it's a guy that uh i'm a fan of bringing back if they are going to fill another uh, spot in the bullpen and that's adam what do you think about adam
1: yeah, so uh, my co-host, Sandy, on the Newt News podcast, he's a big, big fan of Drew Verhagen. Why? I'm not fully sure because he's wasn't that great and had to go back to Japan. Um, but he wrote an article about Drew Verhagen recently and how the Cardinals need to fill his role of having an innings eater in the bullpen. And to that extent, I agree. Whether it should have been Drew Verhagen or not, nah, I'm indifferent. But Adam Adovino has pitched a lot of innings in his career. He is consistently throwing over 60 innings every season since 2018, except for the 2020 shortened season, which obviously that that's not possible. Um, right. So, And he also throws pretty quality innings. Um, last season with the Mets pitched to a 3.21 ERA. The peripherals indicate he got a little bit lucky, but um, I feel like we have our high-leverage arms mostly out of the way. You have Hellsley, obviously, uh, Romero, Gallegos, and Kittredge, who we just acquired from the race, could be a really good high-leverage option. He's 37 going on 38, which I know is going to get eye rolls from a lot of Cardinals Right in the fans, Cardinals' wheelhouse, well. Andrew. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I don't know how, how he's going to age, but like he pitched pretty decently last year. The peripherals weren't as good as I would have liked to see um, – could indicate some age regression, but as long as it's a cheap one-year deal, there's no such thing as a bad one-year deal, right? That's what I always like to tell myself, unless you're Greg Holland um, and you just completely <laughs> take the Cardinals' funds away for for one year. But I don't see why not uh, taking a chance on him. Uh, it could be, like, the difference between, like, getting a lot of innings out of, out of a quality arm or getting out of a lot of innings out of like Ryan to or Casey Lawrence or random guys that you're like, you've never heard of filling in uh back end of the bullpen arms or that like, they're just going to fill innings when, when you need them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, uh, I anytime I saw him go up against the Cardinals, he seemed to do very, very well. Uh, he's been a steady guy, uh, healthy for the most part throughout his career. So, um, I, I would have no problems with that if they decided to, uh, if that was the, who they were going to spend one final spot on for the bullpen. He would be a guy that seems to make a lot of sense. You know, I'm a guy that's kind of pushed for David Robertson, you know, another older guy, 38, uh, but has just had a lot of success and has been on a lot of winning teams. And uh, I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate that one. Now, this next one is one because it's an unfortunate story because at one time, this guy was the number one right handed pitching prospect in all of baseball, not just for the Cardinals, but all of baseball and the injuries just would not stop. We're talking about Alex Reyes, who his last pitch for the Cardinals was unfortunately the home run to Chris Taylor. And uh, we never saw him again. Injuries uh, have kept him out of the game. In fact, he ended up going back. He went to the Dodgers, but never got a chance to actually pitch for them at the major league level. So Alex Reyes is still kind of floating around out there. I don't have any issues with this one whatsoever because it would, again, be like one of those one-year minor league deals. But uh, Alex Reyes coming back to the Cardinals. Thoughts on that, Andrew?
1: yeah so alex reyes obviously had a very unfortunate start to his career he got hurt a lot i think he got suspended for some sort of violating some some of the drug policies just very uh, turbulent start to his his cardinals career and he just didn't pitch a lot um and then in 2021 uh, he was used out of the bullpen and he was really 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 good in the first half um selected as an all-star i think he broke the record for most saves um in a row um to start a a Cardinals career or something like that. Um, so he was just really, really dominant in the first half of 2021. Unfortunately due to some like overuse, um, maybe he just regressed a little bit. The league started figuring him out. He kind of slid back, um, to not being as dominant in the second half, but he was still pretty good. Um, and then obviously that unfortunate um, wild card game against the Dodgers, which still gives me, um, flashbacks to, to that, uh, terrible Um, but uh, 2022 he got hurt Um, I think he had to get some shoulder injections and he just never made it back onto the field the Cardinals non-tendered him and the Dodgers picked him up for a one-year deal just over a million dollars I think there was a club option uh, attached to that and the Dodgers declined it um, because he also just didn't pitch got hurt again Um, so we're looking at a minor league deal for Alex Reyes unfortunately which is really really not what we expected from the top pitching prospects um in all of baseball from from back in the day so um he still has that potential he's still the same person we just have to see if the injuries have like changed the way he throws or the way that like he delivers the ball and if it has then then he he might not be the same guy anymore but it's it's worth giving a flyer to someone like that um, just because, you know, the, the skills were there at one point. It's a minor league prove it deal. And if he's bad, just like with Trevor Rosendahl, if he's bad or injured, you don't have to waste any money on him. So um it's it's a I like the the high reward and zero risk um, players, sure. um, obviously would I like to go after like Josh Hader? Yeah, sure. But there's also a <laughs> ch- a Josh Hader just completely falls off. Like we saw after it, the Brewers traded him to the Padres, he was terrible. And then he figured it out again, which was good. Um, and now he's gotten himself a really good deal, but relievers are just so turbulent that I- I'm not really comfortable giving that many long-term deals to relievers. So taking chances on guys like Alex Reyes or Trevor Rosenthal or other guys that we haven't even mentioned, I feel like is better than um, going out and getting a big name because honestly, like, do we really expect Ryan Helsley to, to come out and be an all-star or Alex Reyes to be an all-star? Like these guys can kind of just come from, from wherever. It's one of the most unpredictable parts of the game. So. yeah, I don't see and, and the
0: Cardinals have a lot of young arms that, you know, they've made moves in this off season to acquire, so that they have just a, what I like to say, just a few more bullets in the gun. Because, like you said, it, it's a it's a tough job going out there. Not everybody's good at it, but sometimes you can find somebody who, for whatever reason, it, it can be special in the bullpen. And a Nick Anderson or somebody like that could go off this year. It, it, it could happen. Uh, doesn't hurt to have some guys that have been there before uh, available in your in your system just in case uh, they come back healthy and are, are able to give you. Now, we're not asking them to be closers anymore. we're saying middle relief uh 40 50 innings maybe you know it's it's not like you're asking a ton out of these guys and again it, it's not expensive uh, it's low risk, high reward if it happens and uh, like you said that's that's one of the best ways to go about business you know it's when you give out you know contracts to like uh, Brett Cecil and uh, Andrew Miller. And they blow up in your face and it doesn't work. And now you're stuck with those guys. So those are the ones that you're staying away from and you shy away from nowadays. And uh, that wouldn't be the issue with uh, really any of these guys that we've brought up here. Jordan Montgomery being the only outlier because obviously coming off a, a stellar season and looking to score a big contract. So let us know in the comments which one of these Players-wise, because we know everybody's fine with Matt Holiday coming back. We know that. We know Jordan Montgomery is somebody you guys want. But Colton Wong, Trevor Rosenthal, uh, Adam Ottavino, Taylor Motter. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the autographed ball from Andrew with Taylor Motter. Um, Alex Reyes. Any of these guys that you think uh, you would be okay with signing to uh, a deal that we mentioned, or if it is somebody like a Taylor Motter or somebody else outside that you think would be a good reunion for the Cardinals, let us know in the comments section. Hit us both up on Twitter X and uh, we can chat about it. Once again, make sure you follow Andrew on Twitter X, Andrew underscore Wang7. Uh, He's also available as part of the Newt News podcast as well as redbirdrants.com. This whole article that he did today going to have that in the show notes going to have that in the comments section so you guys can click on that and check it out because i know what you're going to do you're going to end up doing what i do when i go to redbirdrance.com you click one and then you go down this rabbit hole of stuff that they all talk about because they got this whole staff just talking about everything cardinals baseball and then you're going to be like oh my gosh why is it four in the morning i've been reading this stuff all night it'll happen to you i'm telling you anything else you want to add andrew
1: no, that's pretty much it. You can check out the Newt News podcast. We got uh, central previews coming out. And yeah, thanks for having me, JD. It's been such a good time.
0: Always, man, and uh, look forward to having you guys uh, on some more here in the very near future and uh, reading more of your guys' stuff because it's always entertaining. Thank you guys for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. If you haven't already, give both of us a follow on Twitter, X and at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio as well as Andrew underscore Wang7. Like and subscribe on YouTube to help our channel and love for the Cardinals grow. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason, and we'll see you next time on On Cardinals.